Hey, Kevin Draves here with The Howl for Diamond Box Bluetooth Speakers. I got to tell you, I play basketball at the gym down the road for me all the time. And sometimes I go late at night. I bring my Diamond Box. And now they're introducing three new systems. The new L2, XL2, and M2 all feature stereo sound by themselves or split stereo sound with wireless syncing of two units for a live sound experience. Loud enough for any environment. And I kid you not, you could play this at low volume and you'll hear it in any room of your house. This is the most powerful Bluetooth boombox speaker on the market today. Check them out on Twitter at Diamond Box Co. That's box with two X's, Diamond Box Co. Tonight, you folks at home and we here in the Coliseum will watch history in the making. The first game ever for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Welcome to the den. This is the howl. We would like to welcome everybody listening on the nothing but net channel here on dash radio. Nothing but net is a channel like no other featuring all teams and all topics from everybody's favorite sport basketball. The howl is brought to you by our, our wonderful supporting partners, rhyme sayers entertainment, the pinnacle of underground hip hop worldwide studio 23, where passion reigns supreme and Isabel Street Heat adding a bit of spice into your everyday life. All audio equipment on the howl is brought to you by Rode Microphones. Studio quality with easy accessibility since 1967. All right, so recently we did our mock offseason. We'll probably do some more versions of that as well. But this week we are going to start actually with Mock Draft 1.0. So my first mock of the season this is a, uh, I guess, a Mach 1.0, but it's also obviously a pre-lottery edition, given that we do not actually have the finalized positions until the lottery, but it gives you a good idea of some of the team needs, some of the players in terms of kind of where they're slotted in that first round, maybe a little bit look at the second round as well. So we will start it off with, now we're going off of, this was as of Monday's so that would be the the first. So as of April first, this would have been the order that we uh, that it was at as far as the uh, lottery is concerned and the full first round. So we'll start off with the Knicks. 
No-brainer. Knicks, if they were to win the lottery, would take Zion Williamson. And I will go on record and say it is obvious. Anybody that wins this lottery is going to take Zion with that first pick. I guess it's possible a team could make some sort of a trade. I know there's some Wolves fans out there that have said, what if we got that first pick in the draft and then we could we could package it with Wiggins and Teague and anything else we don't want and somebody would take it. First of all, yes, I think there's probably a lot of teams that would do that, that would do that deal. But we would be foolish. The Wolves would be absolutely foolish. And I would I would argue every team would be foolish to trade Zion Williamson. But that is an argument some people have made. I'm not for it. So we'll take a look here. So the Knicks take Zion Williamson. We take a look. What we'll do for every one of the teams is just kind of take a look at their situation for 2019 and, and see kind of where they're at in terms of players. So if you start off with point guards, you have Nilakina and Dennis Smith Jr. are the two point guards that are under contract. Now, Emmanuel Moutier is a restricted free agent, but it seems unlikely they would retain him, although he did have a decent season. So it'll be interesting to see what they end up doing there. But of all those players, I would say the only one that they're probably locked into would be Dennis Smith Jr. since he was part of the Kristaps trade. Uh, looking at the shooting guards, Mario Hazonia is going to be a, an unrestricted free agent, and they have an option for Alonzo Trier. Damian Dotson is under contract. You also have Billy Garrett, who would technically be a restricted free agent. So when you're looking at the shooting guard position, they probably could have a need there. So you wonder if maybe they target a shooting guard later in the draft. Small forwards, you have Lance Thomas and Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox, definitely the future of that position. Although Lance Thomas is a very valuable uh, piece. I would say a good veteran to have on your team. Looking at the power forwards, Luke Cornett is a restricted free agent. Noah Vonley is unrestricted. I know they have liked him there, so that could be a guy they do try to bring back. Henry Ellenson does have one more year under his contract before he becomes an unrestricted free agent. Going to the centers, DeAndre Jordan and Mitchell Robinson would be what you're looking at for the center position. I know DeAndre Jordan has talked about wanting to stay in New York, and I think if you're them, why not? I think he's the perfect complement to some of the other pieces they're going to have. And what a nice one-two punch at the center position if you have DeAndre Jordan and Mitchell Robinson, especially defensively. Both those guys obviously are, are, are proven, well, more so DeAndre is proven to be a good defensive center, but Mitchell Robinson putting up fantastic block numbers as a rookie. Zion Williamson, I believe, is going to be able to play multiple positions, but most would list him as a power forward, 6'7", 285 pounds, he is still just 18 years of age. Uh, Tankathon.com has him listed, of course, at 18.7. Looking at some of his numbers, 27.1 points, 10.7 rebounds, 2.5 assists, 2.1 blocks, and 2.5 steals. So obviously, he is a player that really uh, can do some nice things. Those were, by the way, those are his per 36 numbers. Those would be the numbers we'd be looking at in this scenario. On to pick number two. We have the Phoenix Suns currently slotted there. Phoenix Suns draft the no-brainer pick of Ja Morant. If you're if you're slotted at number two, that's just who you're taking. I, I'd be shocked if a team goes a different direction. You know, some people will talk about guys like R.J. Barrett. Some will talk about maybe a Jarrett Culver or, or a, a Darius Garland as uh, kind of that next tier after that. But I would say one-two is pretty much no matter what, going to be Zion and Ja Morant. Ja Morant, by the way, he is a point guard out of Murray State, 6'3", 170 pounds. He is 
19.6 years of age as they list him as a sophomore. Looking at his per 36, 24.1 points, 5.6 rebounds, 9.9 assists, 0.8 blocks, and 1.7 steals. So definitely lots to like about John Morant. If you have not watched him play, I strongly suggest you do so. Take a look at his couple tournament games where he was very, very good. As far as highlights, definitely worth taking a look. And you could probably watch those full games as well since you know the tournament is still going on. The other option you have, of course, a lot of times on YouTube, you can actually get full games for certain teams. Murray State. Look up uh, Murray State full games on YouTube. A lot of times you can uh, check out full games there. Get you a, a more complete picture about some of these players in this draft class. Taking a look at the Phoenix Suns and their roster currently. So it starts off with the point guards, which is what we're looking at here with John Morant. Uh, Elia Kobo, DeAnthony Melton, and Jimmer Fredette are all technically under contract for the 2019 season. I don't know for sure if Jimmer Fredette has anything guaranteed. It looks like it is... I guess I don't know for sure. I, I'm, I'm guessing it's probably non-guaranteed. That would be my guess, though. Uh, looking at the shooting guards, you have Tyler Johnson, who does have that lofty contract, $19 million still for 2019. You also have, obviously, the guy, this is the man in Phoenix, Mr. 50 Points, Devin Booker. A couple unrestricted free agents they're going to probably lose in Troy Daniels and, and Jamal Crawford. They might try to re-sign Troy Daniels if they want a little bit of depth at that position. But given they're going to be drafting a guard in this scenario, I don't know that they're necessarily you know, looking to add more guards to the roster. Already got a pretty good stack there. And it, maybe they, if they do go this route, if it does fall this way where they get the number two pick, maybe they look to trade somebody as they have some nice pieces at the point guard position as far as youth is concerned. Small forwards, they have TJ Warren, Josh Jackson, and Mikhail Bridges. Those guys are all under contract, although Josh Jackson is a team option for next year and the year after that, actually. And then looking at power forwards, you have unrestricted free agent Dragon Bender. I'm very interested to see what ends up happening with him this offseason. Rashawn Holmes, unrestricted free agent. Ray Spaulding is under contract, and that's actually it. Uh, the only other guy that's actually technically on their books currently would be Quincy Acey, but he will not be on the books for next season. Centers just one, DeAndre Ayton. So it could be in the best interest of the Suns to try to grab somebody that they think can help out in that center slot. Definitely going to be some names to watch in this draft. One guy you wonder, depending on where he ends up going in that second round, or if he goes earlier, would be Charles Bassey. I wonder if uh, that could be the kind of guy a team like the Suns could look at to add to their depth and their youth. Pick number three is next. We have the Cleveland Cavaliers currently slotted at number three, and they take a pretty easy pick in my estimation, which is R.J. Barrett. They're going to be able to add to what they've already built with Colin Sexton, and they're going to continue to go that youth movement. It's a team that's probably going to be in the lottery for a number of years. R.J. Barrett, small forward out of Duke, six foot seven, 202 pounds, listed at 18.8 years. He is a freshman. Looking at his pure 36, 23.1 points, 7.7 rebounds, 4.4 assists, 0.4 blocks, and 0.9 steals. R.J. Barrett is a player that I personally think could be really good at the next level. It's, it's tough to really know for sure what he's going to bring to the table. Obviously, playing with some of these other players, Trey Jones, Cam Reddish, Zion Williamson, it's tough to get a full gauge just because he's not the man. 
There's other players there that are definitely having a pretty big impact, obviously. So we'll see what he brings to the next level, but I think that would be a pretty good pick if you are the Cleveland Cavaliers. So not a bad option there. Let's take a look at the Cavaliers and their cap situation and see what exactly they are able to build with and some of the pieces that are actually under contract for the next season. Starting off with the point guard position, a number of point guards actually under contract. We talked about Colin Sexton, of course, but you still have uh, Delvadova, Matthew Delvadova, who has a pretty big contract number, Jordan Clarkson, and Brandon Knight. Now, a couple of those guys might have a little bit of position flexibility, but ultimately you are you are set at that spot, not necessarily in a good way, but you are technically kind of set there. Looking at the shooting guards, J.R. Smith is under contract. David Nwaba is a restricted free agent, and Nick Stauskas, who I got to be honest, not a good player. Uh, is an unrestricted free agent for them. Again, R.J. Barrett is a small forward, so as we jump to small forwards, you have Jetty Osman is under contract. I've been very pleased with what they've gotten out of Jetty Osman. Uh, pretty solid player, definitely a nice piece, and it's good to have him under contract still. Power forwards, you have John Henson and Larry Nance Jr. are the only ones under contract. Both Marquise Chris and Channing Fry are unrestricted free agents. I don't know how they feel necessarily about Marquise Chris, I know he has been a bit of a disappointment, though, since being drafted by the Suns. Centers, well, they list these as centers. Uh, Kevin Love listed as a center, although he's more of a power forward. I guess he could play some center. Tristan Thompson and Ante Zizic, all of those players are under contract for 2019. Not a lot of players to like in this deal. I'm not looking at the Cavaliers and saying, man, I, I really like this roster. I really like what they're building. There's just not a lot of things to like. And with that, we move on to the next team uh, in a very different situation, a team I really, really like as far as what they're building with their youth, and that is the Chicago Bulls at number four. Having them take Darius Garland here in Mock Draft 1.0. Darius Garland, looking at him specifically, six foot three. He is a point guard out of Andy. He did get injured, so you don't have a lot of tape as far as college is concerned to watch him. But I promise you, one of the best players in this draft. Again, 6'3", 173 pounds. Freshman, 19.2 years of age. Looking at it, it's per 36. 21 points, 4.9 rebounds, 3.4 assists, 0.5 blocks, and 1 steal. Again, small sample size, but I definitely think you should take a look. A few other things to take a look at. You can check out his play in high school. Definitely some highlights out there. Also, his time with USA Basketball. He was able to put up some pretty good numbers. So there's definitely a lot to like. If you are watch, if you are a Bulls fan, this would be a really, really nice pick for them. And I think he would slot in very, very nicely with that team they've already started to build. Taking a look at their roster coming into this season. Now, point guards, you have Chris Dunn. He does have a team option. Chris Dunn, again, we talk about disappointments. He has definitely been one of them. I think they probably thought when they got him in the Jimmy Butler trade, maybe they could find a way to make him a little more productive, but it just not hasn't worked out yet. I also wonder if Chris Dunn is technically a point guard. I know he's listed at that, but some people kind of compare him to a Dwayne Wade or a player that is kind of a uh, just a, a facilitator wing, can play really good defense. The unfortunate part about Chris Dunn is he's not a good shooter. All of the deficiencies he had in college, he brought with him into the pro game, despite a lot of people expecting a lot from him. You also have Ryan Arcidacano. He is a restricted free agent. Walter Lemon Jr. is restricted. And Shaq Harrison. So the point guard position is clearly a need, 
And not only is it a need, but he would be the best player available in my estimation right at this point. Makes a lot of sense. Jumping at the shooting guards, you have Zach Levine, who's under contract, just signing that really big deal. Definitely worth it as far as the offense is concerned. Denzel Valentine has a team option. One of my favorite players, Timote Luawu Cabarro, also has a team option. Wayne Selden is a restricted free agent. Antonio Blakeney, a player we really like in 2K simulations, he's still under contract for 2019 as well. So some nice options there at the shooting guard position. Small forwards, you have Otto Porter Jr. I'm a big fan of Otto Porter Jr., still under contract. Chandler Hutchison, the rookie from this year. Those are uh, pretty solid players. I like what they're building at that position. Again, there's a lot of players on this team that I think you can really get behind. Now, you add to that the power forwards that you have, Cristiano Felicio, who could be decent at times, uh, Lowry Markinen. I don't know how anyone could not like what he brings to the table, rookie Wendell Carter Jr., and center Robin Lopez. Now, Robin Lopez is an unrestricted free agent. I don't know what they're going to end up doing with him. Maybe Wendell Carter Jr. slots over at the center position. I mean, they definitely have some options. And I mentioned it before, but another another team maybe that looks for a guy like a Charles Bassey, a guy that maybe in the you know some point in the second round you maybe take a chance on. I think there are a few center prospects in this draft, or at least you know four or fives that you could take a chance on that could end up being pretty nice pieces. Moving on to the next team, we have the Hawks. Hawks actually slotted at picks five and pick six. So they're going to have a chance to really do some damage here and add to a core that looks pretty nice. I mean, you're talking about Trey Young. That guy is definitely going to be a star for a long period of time. Lots to like about what he brings to the table. So at pick number five, have them taking Jarrett Culver. Now, for those that aren't familiar with Jarrett Culver, very solid player. He was six foot six, 195 pounds, shooting guard out of Texas Tech. A sophomore, 20.1 years of age. Looking at his per 36, 21.1 points, 7.1 rebounds, 4.2 assists, 0.6 blocks, and 1.6 steals. So putting up some pretty solid numbers at Texas Tech. I will say he's one of those players that is a little polarizing. I know as far as Wolves, can, Wolves fans are concerned, I on Twitter recently I was in a, in a back and forth with some people, and they were talking about Jarrett Culver. He definitely is a bit polarizing. Has some fans, but some people definitely think he's got some question marks in his game. Time will tell. I think he's a pretty good option here for the Hawks. In addition to that, you have DeAndre Hunter is going to be the player that I have them selecting at number six. DeAndre Hunter, small forward out of Virginia, six foot seven, 223 pounds, a sophomore, 21.3 years of age, per 36, 16.8 points, 5.6 rebounds, 2.2 assists. 0.6 blocks, and 0.7 steals. I think this is a player at the next level that could be really, really good. I like a lot of what he brings to the table. You can continue to watch him as Virginia is in the Final Four still, so definitely keep an eye out for him. Would not shock me if Virginia ends up winning at all, and he is a big part of what they've been able to do. So we take a look at the Atlanta Hawks and their multi-year cap. Thanks to Spotrack, who keeps track of all this stuff. So Spotrack.com, they do a great job with the NBA and the salary cap. Looking at specific players, so you start at the point guard position where the Hawks have Trey Young and Jalen Adams. Shooting guards, Kent Bazemore, who does have a player option, but I don't think Kent Bazemore, a player that more recently has not played all that well, is going to turn down $19 million player option. Justin Anderson is a restricted free agent. Kevin Herter, the rookie, I'm a big fan of his, and I think he's going to be with this team a long time. He is under contract still. 
Vince Carter is an unrestricted free agent. I don't know what his plans are, but I think he wants to come back. I just don't know if it would be with the Hawks. Tyler Dorsey is a restricted free agent, and they will be losing Jordan Sibbert. Moving on to the small forward position, you have Torian Prince and DeAndre Bembry. Both are under contract, and they will be losing, or at least he's not under contract, B.J. Johnson. Power forwards, you have John Collins and Amari Spellman. Both really nice pieces to add to the puzzle here for the Hawks. It's tough to watch the Hawks and not think, dang, like that John Collins is legit. Going to be a very good player. Both those guys are under contract. Centers, you have Miles Plumley and Alex Len and Isaac Humphreys, all of which are under contract still. Unrestricted free agent, Dwayne Dedman. And then you've got another other piece, another a group of players that uh, would be uh, off the team as well. So and uh, they've got a good start. When you are rebuilding, you always got to have some nice pieces to start with. And, I mean, looking down the list, you're talking Kevin Herter, John Collins, Trey Young, a lot to build with. And we're going to add to that list Jarek Culver and DeAndre Hunter. Woo, sign me up for that. I think the Hawks are going to be a very fun team to watch next season. You're listening to the Nothing Manette channel on Dash Radio. We are the Howl. This is our Mock Draft 1.0, the pre-lottery edition. Pick number seven's up next. We have the Memphis Grizzlies, and they are going to go with Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish is going to be the pick here for the Memphis Grizzlies. Cam Reddish is a small forward out of Duke, 6'8", 218 pounds, 19.6 years of age, a freshman. Per 36, 16.3 points, 4.5 rebounds, 2.4 assists, 0.7 blocks, and 1.9 steals. Now, Cam Reddish is another guy that has been given some concerns as far as his motor. Is he going to be another Andrew Wiggins? Are there going to be issues there? Wolves fans are very familiar with that issue, but I think it's a good value here at number five. I personally need to dive more into Cam Reddish's game to really kind of give my own scouting report and opinion on him. But good value here, at least at, least at this point, based on what else I'm seeing out there as far as news, uh, other people's opinions on Cam Reddish. So looking at the Memphis Grizzlies and what they kind of have going on them for their multi-year cap, again, we jump to Spotrack.com. Now, the, uh, there's a few things to keep in mind with the Memphis Grizzlies. Obviously, they moved on from Marcus Saul, which changed things a little bit. They did end up holding on, though, to Mike Conley. You start to wonder what they're going to end up doing with him. He's one of those max players, $32 million this year. So a lot of it's going to depend on what they want to do with this next season. He could be a player that they look to move this offseason. Looking else at the point guards, restricted for agent Delon Wright. Jevon Carter is a uh, still under contract as a point guard. Shooting guards, we have Avery Bradley. Justin Holiday is going to be an unrestricted free agent. You have Chandler Parsons, who's still there on his max deal. Kyle Anderson, C.J. Miles, Dylan Brooks, and Bruno Caboclo. That's a lot of guys at that small forward position. That is a bit of a, I guess we'll say, like there's too many guys, bottom line, at that small forward position, but not a lot of guys that are jumping off the page. If you look at some of those other positions, you know, Avery Bradley could be there for a while. Mike Conley, while he might not be there for a while, you do don't want to necessarily jump into another point guard at this stage because you haven't moved on. But there's definitely going to be some shakeup, I think, for this Grizzlies roster, whether it's Parsons, whether it's Mike Conley. 
some guys are probably going to get moved, and this roster is going to change quite a bit. If if it's if my if I was a betting man, that's what I would put my money on. If I'm the if I'm betting on the Memphis Grizzlies, and as far as positions are concerned, despite the fact that they have a bit of a logjam at the small forward position, I think the value is there to take Cam Reddish here. Looking at some of the other positions, Jaron Jackson Jr., Jonas Valanciunas, those are guys that are our mainstays here. They are slotted in at the four and the five. And so you're not going to go with a big man. At the same time, the value isn't necessarily there for them to go at other positions unless they make some moves. Another guy to watch for here could be a guy like Kobe White. As a Wolves fan, I'm hoping that's not the case, but watch out for that name because if they move on from Mike Conley, could be a guy you want to watch out for here uh, You know, with them. As far as shooting guards are concerned, maybe they go that option. Maybe they look to take a jump on Romeo Langford. But I do think that Cam Reddish is going to be able to hopefully play multiple positions for them and is going to be able to help them out day one. And so that's who we're going with here. Cam Reddish to the Memphis Grizzlies. Moving on to pick number eight, the Washington Wizards are slotted here currently, and they are going to go with Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark is the power forward out of Gonzaga, six foot eight, 215 pounds, a junior, 22.6 years of age. So Brandon Clark, 21.7 points, 11 rebounds, 2.4 assists, 3.9 blocks, and 1.5 steals. I'll tell you this. He is a very, very, very good defender. The issue you run into is he is not great offensively. He really has some work to do. Not a great shooter. He's a very polarizing name, very similar to some of the other guys we've talked about. As far as Wolves fans are concerned, some Wolves fans are all in on Brandon Clark. They want him to be available to us. They think he's the perfect power forward next to Cat. Others completely disagree, and they don't want anything to do with Brandon Clark because they want someone that's going to be able to be a more offensive player. Me personally, I think we could do a lot worse than Brandon Clark on this team, and I love good defenders. And so if in at the end of the day, Brandon Clark ended up being the pick, I would not be that upset about it. Although, again, we haven't gotten to our pick yet, but there's a player I think I want even more than Brandon Clark And as far as realistic candidates are, uh, are concerned. So taking a look at the Washington Wizards and their multi-cap, multi-year cap situation uh, to get a kind of a scope of how they're looking and, and what they kind of need and what makes sense for their team. Now, again, we went Brandon Clark. Let's take a look at some of the other pieces that they have in play for next season. Point guards, you obviously have John Wall, but you don't know what you're going to get out of him and when he's going to be coming back from all those injuries. Chase Randall is a restricted free agent. Shooting guards, you have Bradley Beal, and Thomas Sadoransky is a restricted free agent, listed as a, 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 a shooting guard, but he does play point guard as well. Small forward, you have Trevor Ariza and Wesley Johnson, both unrestricted free agents. Sam Decker is a restricted free agent. But you do have rookie Troy Brown Jr., who I think long-term the Wizards have big plans for. Jabari Parker does have a team option for $20 million. I just don't know if they're really going to want to pick that kind of money up. But maybe they could re-sign him at a a shorter-term deal. But again, you have Bobby Portis, who's on the team currently, a restricted free agent. I do. My understanding is that they do like him there, and for good reason. I'm a big fan of Bobby Portis, and I I like what he brings to the table. My guess is they do try to re-sign him. Synergy of Jan Mahinmi, who is still under contract, a very large contract, mind you, $15 million for next year. And you do have a player option for Dwight Howard. It remains to be seen what he is going to end up doing with that player option. It's only $5 million, so a lot of it's probably going to depend on what offers are out there or you know things that other teams are looking for. And then they have restricted free agent Thomas Bryant. Thomas Bryant, we are probably his biggest fans. We love Thomas Bryant here in the hall. We've been 
paying attention to his career for the last few years because we've used him in 2K and we've seen him get really good and we have seen what he's been able to do on the court. I think he's one of those players that are definitely going to want to make sure they hold on to long-term because Jan Mahinmi and Dwight Howard are not your answers at center. Right now, sure, they're going to be stop gaps, but ultimately you're going to want to have someone that's a little younger that's going to be the part of the future because those two will not be part of that future. All right, so moving on to the Pelicans, their selection at number nine would be Jackson Hayes. So Jackson Hayes is where we ended up going with them. For those not familiar with Jackson Hayes, center out of Texas, 6'11", 220 pounds, freshman, 18.9 years of age, per 36, 15.4 points, 7.7 rebounds, 0.4 assists, 3.4 blocks, and 0.9 steals. Again, that's Jackson Hayes, the pick for the New Orleans Pelicans. Jumping to Spotrack, we take a look at their cap situation and the players that they have under contract. Now, for those that aren't familiar with the situation in New Orleans, obviously there's some issues with Anthony Davis. You start to question what's going on with him. So we'll take a look at their team, though. Drew Holiday is their point guard, and Frank Jackson is also under contract. Alfred Payton, who they could decide to bring back if they wanted to, is an unrestricted free agent. Shooting guards, you have Etwan Moore and Darius Bertans, unrestricted free agent Jan Clark. Small forwards, you have Solomon Hill and Kenrick Williams. Stanley Johnson is a restricted free agent, so we'll see what they end up doing with him. Darius Miller is an unrestricted free agent. Power forwards, you have Anthony Davis, of course, who likely will be moved this offseason. Julius Randle, who does have a player option for $9 million. It remains to be seen if he picks that player option up or if he does try to negotiate a larger deal. He's had a pretty solid, uh, pretty solid season for them, so I think the Pelicans would be fortunate if they were able to keep him, given they're probably losing Anthony Davis. Christian Wood is also under contract. And then Chike Diallo is a restricted free agent. Centers, you have Jaleel for team option, just $1.7 million. I guess if I'm the Pelicans, I'd probably pick that option up. Pretty cheap price for a, a player that is still just 22 years of age. You could end up uh, using him long term. You never know what he ends up turning out to be. But he definitely has a, had a bit of a resurgence, I would say, with the Pelicans which, of course, Jackson Hayes is going to slide right in at one of those big man positions as well. So they've definitely got some pieces to continue to build with. This is a team that, at this stage, I wouldn't say they've got a bright future. Considering they're going to be losing Anthony Davis, a lot of it's going to really hinge on what they get for him. But Jackson Hayes would definitely be a step in the right direction, and I think he makes a lot of sense for them. At 10, then, of course, we have our Minnesota Timberwolves, and if this is how the draft ended up unfolding, Wolves fans and the Timberwolves would be very, very pleased because in this instance, we get Kobe White at number 10. Kobe White, point guard, shooting guard in North Carolina, 6'5", 185 pounds, a freshman, 19.1 years of age. His per 36, pretty solid numbers. Looking at this, 20.3 points per game, 4.5 rebounds, 5.2 assists, 0.4 blocks, and 1.4 steals. I think if this is how the draft ended up unfolding, again, as Wolves fans, we should be very, very pleased, uh, just given I think there's a chance he could actually already be gone. And so we're hoping he does end up sliding to us and we have the opportunity to draft him. He is not only probably the best player available currently, or at least one of the best options, 
but he is also going to be a player that makes a lot of sense in terms of need. So it helps you out in many different areas. So looking at the Timberwolves, we'll take a look at their roster. So point guards, you have Jeff Teague, who will likely pick up his player option, but I guess we'll see. Derrick Rose and Jared Bayless are unrestricted free agents, and for my money, I hope are not back. Tyus Jones, restricted free agent. I would love to bring him back, and I think he'd have a nice one-two punch for a long time with Kobe White and Tyus Jones. Shooting guards, you have just Josh Okogie, although Andrew Wiggins does play some shooting guard. Small forwards, you have Andrew Wiggins, Robert Covington, Luol Deng. I could see a scenario where we end up bringing him back, and he's able to you know play some three slash four. Katie Bates, Diop is your last guy who's had a pretty solid rookie season now that he's playing and definitely looks to be a, a, a pretty big part of our future. Unrestricted free agents at the power forward position, Taj Gibson and Anthony Tolliver. I think ultimately one of Luol Deng or Tolliver at the right price, one of those two guys are going to be back next season. Uh, Dario Sarge, of course, is still under contract. He will be a restricted free agent the following season. Centers, you have Carl Anthony Towns, who just signed his big deal. And Gorgie Jang is the other piece there. Gorgie Jang making a lot of money. So he is not a restricted free agent, or sorry, he is not a an expiring contract yet. So it's going to be tough to move him if you try to do it. But again, time will tell on that what ends up happening with him. Moving on to the 11 slot, we have the Lakers, who in my mock here, they end up taking Romeo Langford. Romeo Langford is the shooting guard out of Indiana, six foot six, two hundred two pounds. Freshman, 19.4 years of age. Per 36, 17.4 points, 5.7 rebounds, 2.5 assists, 0.9 blocks, and 0.8 steals. So a pretty solid season for Indiana. Looks to be a pretty good player at the next level. Again, kind of like we've talked about with some of the other prospects, probably a little bit polarizing as to uh, people's opinions on him. They kind of are, I would say, pretty up and down. But he goes here to the Lakers at number 11. Looking at the multi-year and the cap position that the Lakers are going to be in, and as well as the positions that they've already got filled for the future and who's under contract. Starting off with the point guards. So with the Lakers, point guards you have Rajon Rondo becomes an unrestricted free agent this offseason. Lonzo Ball and Isaac Bonga are their young prospects, both of which are still under contract. Shooting guards, so here's where it gets a little dicey for them as they have a few different uh, players here. So looking at the shooting guards, uh, KCP, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Lance Stevenson, and Reggie Bullock, all of which are unrestricted free agents. Josh Hart, however, is still under contract. Small forwards, you have Brandon Ingram and LeBron James, who are both under contract. Power forwards, Mike Muscala is an restri- unrestricted free agent. Moritz Wagner and Kyle Kuzma are both under contract, however, for the 2019-2020 season. Centers, you are losing both. JaVale McGee and Tyson Chandler, goodbye as they are both unrestricted free agents. So definitely looking to add some sort of a big man. I think it's going to be crucial. Maybe they look to keep Mike Muscal, who plays some center. They have probably some options they'll look at in free agency. You start to wonder if maybe they go after a guy like DeMarcus Cousins. I do think they're going to have some options available to them. Uh, one guy I'm a little surprised that they had gotten rid of. I wish I think if they could have kept him, it would have made some sense is uh, if it's a Zubats, but in the end, they end up moving him, and that's a position they're definitely going to have to look at. But much like we talked about uh, before, maybe this is a team that looks to try to find a way to move into the late first round or early second to go after maybe uh, taking a shot at one of those centers that are available. Number 12, you have the Hornets. 
I think two players make a lot of sense for them at this position, either Bol Bol or Seku Dumbuyu. In this case, we do end up having them draft Bol Bol. The Hornets are a really interesting franchise just in the fact that I feel like they're just kind of stuck in the middle. They are the definition, I feel like, of average. And you just you, you don't really see necessarily an end in sight to this hallway or this tunnel. And so they're kind of stuck. This is why I like these two players because either one of them, you're basically taking a shot at a home run. I do think they've got maybe some low floors, high ceilings as far as prospects are concerned. But in this case, they do end up going with Bull Bull. Now, for anyone not familiar with Bull Bull, he is the son of Manute Bull. Center from Oregon, seven foot two, 222 pounds, 19.4 years of age as a freshman, 25.4 points, 11.6 rebounds, 1.2 assists, 3.2 blocks, 0.9 steals. One of the big things about Bull Bull that people like is he has the ability to stretch the floor at that size. He's a very good shooter from, from distance, and so it makes a lot of sense for a team that really needs to find a way to get out of kind of this haze to take a chance on a player like that. Of course, the issue you run into with Bull Bull is that he did have a foot injury, a pretty severe one, and big men and foot injuries are never good. That always is no bueno, but we will see. I think he does get drafted in the lottery, and a team like the Hornets makes a lot of sense. Looking at their cap situation, so Kemba Walker is the guy they're going to hope to resign. All reports are that he does want to stay, but he would be unrestricted. Uh, Tony Parker is under contract. You have Shelvin Mack unrestricted, and then Devontae Graham is also under contract. Shooting guards, you have Nick Batoon and Malik Monk still under contract. Jeremy Lamb becomes an unrestricted free agent. Kid Gilchrist has a player option for $13 million. Miles Bridges is under contract still, of course, because he was just a rookie. And then they have Dwayne Bacon as the as the small forwards. Power forwards, player option Marvin Williams for $15 million. Frank Kaminsky is a restricted free agent. Centers, you have Bismarck Biombo, who did have a player option. Cody Zeller and Willie Hernan Gomez are both under contract. So think about this. If you have all these players pick up their options, so MKG, Marvin Williams, Bismarck Biombo, how is this team going to really take that next step? A player like Bull Bull at least could give the fans something to watch and maybe give them kind of a, at least some hope for the future. I think that would be something that could really help them out. Next on the draft, we have the Celtics at pick number 13. Celtics have three different picks in the first round. Do I think that they take all three? I do not. But if they did decide to go that route, you're definitely going to probably see some draft and stash type players. Right now, we have them at 13 taking Seku Dumbuyu or Dumbuya, depending on how you want to pronounce it. He is uh, from Lima Jace CSP. He is French, considered an international player, 18.3 years of age, 6'9", 230 pounds. His per 36, 14.4 points, 6.5 rebounds, 1.4 assists, a block, and 1.3 steals in per 36. So there's a lot to like about him. He's listed as a power forward and small forward. I would, I would argue more of a power forward. But he's a name to watch out for. He's definitely going to go towards the end of the lottery or just shortly after that. Again, pretty raw. You definitely have a lot of room to grow. Again, like Bull Bull, he's another one of those players that's going to be low floor, high ceiling. But he would make a lot of sense for a team like the Celtics. Not really a lot of needs there. But we will take a look at the Celtics and what they kind of have brewing as far as their uh, team is concerned, at least for the near future. So if we pull them up, again, we'll start with the point guards 
as far as position goes. Point guards, you have Kyrie Irving, who is under contract still as long as he wants to be He has because he's got a player option for $21 million. Marcus Smart is under contract, but then Terry Rozier, Scary Terry, and Brad Wanamaker are both restricted free agents. So we will see what ends up happening with, with those two. Specifically, Rozier, who I'm sure they would love to keep. Could be a little tough, though. You have Jalen Brown as your shooting guard under contract. Small forwards, Gordon Hayward and Jason Tatum. Power forwards, Marcus Morris becomes an unrestricted free agent. He's been pretty solid for them. Gershon Yabusele, he is also under contract. Robert Williams and Semi Ojale also under contract. And Daniel Theus, or Daniel Tice, depending on how you pronounce it, is a restricted free agent. Centers, both of which have player options, Al Horford and Aaron Baines. So some interesting things ahead for the Boston Celtics franchise. Definitely with three first-round picks, you have some options, and we'll see how they end up using those. Now jumping ahead to another team that is trying to really get out of that cellar, try to take that next step, we have the Orlando Magic. Now the Orlando Magic in Mock Draft 1.0 here. Again, you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel. This is Mock Draft 1.0. This is the pre-lottery edition here on the Howl. We have at pick number 14, the Orlando Magic. We have them taking Kevin Porter Jr. Could be a very interesting pickup for them if he is still available. Kevin Porter Jr. is shooting guard out of USC, six five and a half, six point, let's see, six foot five and a half inches, 217 pounds, a freshman, 18.9 years of age, 15.5 points, 6.5 rebounds, 2.3 assists, 0.9 blocks, and 1.3 steals as far as the per 36 is concerned. I think the Magic could do a lot worse than a guy like this. He has a very high ceiling. There's a lot to like about his game. Taking a look at the Orlando Magic and what their situation looks like going into next season. Start with the point guard position. The point guard position is definitely uh, one of those positions that, as of late, uh, people had talked about wanting to find the answer there, and you wonder if Markel Folds maybe at some point turns into that. I'm sure the Magic are hopeful, but I mean, I think you got to have uh, some fingers crossed if you want that to really come to fruition. But he is still under contract. DJ Augustine is the only other guy, point guard wise. Jeremy and Grant is a restricted free agent. Shooting guards, you have Evan Fournier. In this scenario, you'd also now have Kevin Porter Jr. So it'd be Evan and Kevin. Terrence Ross is an unrestricted free agent. It remains to be seen what they end up doing with him. Small forwards, you have Wesley Awundu, who has a team option, and Melvin Frazier. Power forwards, Aaron Gordon, who uh, recently signed you know, his large deal, so he's under contract for another three years. Jonathan Isaac and Jarrell Martin is actually a restricted free agent. Jumping to the centers, you have Timothy Mozgov, who still has $16.7 million due to him as he's under contract one more season. Vucevic is unrestricted. You definitely want to bring him back if you're the Magic, but it could be tough. Mo Bamba, uh, obviously the big center rookie. He's still under contract. And then Kem Birch is a restricted free agent. Lots to like uh, at certain areas as far as a Magic fan is concerned, I, like Aaron Gordon, Vucevic, Mo Bamba. You've got some decent pieces, but there's still a long ways to go before you really feel like you have that solid core. At 15, you have the Miami Heat. And we end up going with P.J. Washington here. He ends up being the pick. P.J. Washington, another player that maybe some people watching the tournament are very familiar with. He is power forward out of Kentucky, six foot eight, 228 pounds. He is a sophomore, uh, 20.6 years of age, 18.7 points, 9.3 rebounds, 2.2 assists, 
1.5 blocks and 1.1 steals. Now the issue for PJ Washington, he is an offensively gifted power forward, but you're not necessarily looking to him for defense. And you know, historically, those players haven't necessarily panned out. But I think at this point in the draft, it's a it's a good chance to take if you are the Miami Heat. Makes a lot of sense in terms of value and in terms of fit. As we jump over to their cap situation, now there's a, a few things to keep in mind, one of which is going to be Dwayne Wade, who is likely retiring. Now we've done some 2K sims where he chooses not to retire. Now, of course, that is just a simulation, so it's tough to say what's actually really going to happen there. But more than likely, Dwayne Wade is playing his final season. All right, so taking a look here, we have Goran Dragic as their point guard. He does have a player option for $19 million, which I'd be shocked if he didn't pick up. Shooting guards, you have Deion Waiters. And then restricted free agent Roddy Magruder. And, of course, Dwayne Wade unrestricted. Small forward, you have Josh Richardson, Justice Winslow, and Derek Jones Jr., all of which who are under contract. Power forwards, Ryan Anderson, James Johnson, both under contract, and Haslam is an unrestricted free agent. Centers, you have Whiteside with a $27 million player option, which, again, seems ludicrous to think he might turn that down. I, I don't think he will. Kelly Olynyk and... Bam Adebayo, both players are under contract for this upcoming season. I don't think anyone is going to say that James Johnson and Ryan Anderson are the answers at power forward. I think a player like like P.J. Washington is definitely going to be able to move the needle a little bit more, and I like that pick here for the Miami Heat at number 15. Moving on to 16, we have the Nets, and they are very pleased if it falls this way. They end up taking Rue Hashimura, I'm a very big fan of Ruhashimura. For anyone that has not watched him play, I suggest you do so. He is a lot of fun to watch. Very talented. So Ru is a power forward out of Gonzaga, six foot eight, two hundred twenty-five pounds, a junior, twenty-one point one years of age, twenty-three and a half points, seven point seven rebounds, one point eight assists, point nine blocks, and one point one steal. That is per thirty-six. So really solid value here. I've seen some people have him higher in their mock drafts. For example, Tankathon, looking at them, they have him going 12th, actually, to the Hornets. If he is still available, I think the Nets would be very, very pleased. Taking a look at the Nets and what exactly their situation is going to be like going into this season. Starting with the point guard position and going through, they've obviously got some still pretty talented players, and they've been uh, able to really take a pretty good step this year with D'Angelo Russell at the helm. He is a restricted free agent. Obviously, they would really want him back, and I'll be shocked if he doesn't come back. Shabazz Napier is under a, pl a team option, so we'll see if he is back, and Spencer Dinwiddie is still under contract for a number of years. Shooting guard, you have Alan Crabb, who has a player option for $18 million. Joe Harris... Karis LeVert, Zanin Musa, and Travion Graham are also all under contract. So definitely a number of options at that shooting guard position. Gets a little more murky at the small forward position which and the power forward position, which is where Ru Hashimura, who could probably play multiple positions, makes a lot of sense. So if you look at small forward to start, unrestricted free agents, Damari Carroll and Jared Dudley. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson is restricted, and Rodion's Kurex is the only one under contract. Power forwards, they have nobody under contract as the only unrestricted free agent is Ed Davis and center Jarrett Allen is still looking strong. Uh, at 17, we have the Pistons up next. We have them taking Keldon Johnson here in my latest mock draft. Taking a look at Keldon Johnson, small forward out of Kentucky, six foot six and a quarter, 
211 pounds, freshman, 19.6 years of age, 15.8 points, 6.9 rebounds, 1.9 assists, 0.2 blocks, and 0.9 steals. Again, that's Keldon Johnson going to the Pistons at number 17. Jumping into their multi-year cap, starting with the point guards, we have Reggie Jackson, and he is the only point guard actually that's under contract currently. Ish Smith and Jose Calderon are both unrestricted free agents. You have Langston Galloway, Glenn Robinson III. Glenn Robinson actually has a team option for a little over $4 million. Luke Kennard. Wayne Ellington is an unrestricted free agent. And then you have Svee McCulloch, Bruce Brown, and Kyrie Thomas, all of which are still under contract. So definitely a number of shooting guards listed on here. A few guys that can play multiple positions, but no one actually listed as a true small forward. And so that is why that makes a lot of sense for them to go that route here at pick number 17. Looking at the power forwards, you have Blake Griffin and John Luer both under contract for next season. Centers Andre Drummond and Thon Maker also under contract. Zaza Pachulia is going to be an unrestricted free agent. Moving on to pick number 18, we have the power forward out of Tennessee. Grant Williams going to the Thunder who are at this spot currently. Grant Williams, 6'7", 241, a junior, 20.3 years of age, 21.2 points, 8.5 rebounds, 3.6 assists, 1.7 blocks, and 1.3 steals. One of those players that this is probably where you start to kind of see his his floor. I mean, he could go anywhere from 18 to maybe the mid-20s. I mean, it's tough to really peg where he's going to be, but I think he makes a lot of sense here for the Thunder. As we take a look at the Spotrack multi-year cap for the Oklahoma City Thunder, there's a few players that you obviously know are going to be on the team. Russell Westbrook, Steven Adams, players like that that are obviously going to be around. As we take a look at the rest of the squad, though, we'll start off with the power, or sorry, the point guards. We have Russell Westbrook, Dennis Schroeder are both under contract. Raymond Felton is an unrestricted free agent. Shooting guards, all of which are under contract. Andre Roberson, Terrence Ferguson, Hamadou Diallo. Small forwards, Paul George, Jeremy Grant, Abdel Nader, and Deontay Burton. Uh, former actual former Timberwolves summer league player uh, is on their roster, Deontay Burton. A pretty solid player, a guy that we've been fans of. Power forwards, Patrick Patterson. And you have Markeith Morris is an unrestricted free agent. So not a lot there. And as far as big men are concerned, Steven Adams is under contract. And then there is a player option for New Orleans Noel, just under $2 million. So a lot of their players from this season are still under contract. Definitely could maybe use some big men. Grant Williams is going to make a lot of sense for a team that probably needs a little more uh, solidification, I guess we'll say, at that power forward position. All right, next up at number 19, we have the Spurs currently. Now, in this simulation, or sorry, I should say in this mock draft, they were fortunate enough to have someone drop to them that some people think could go a little higher. Some people also say maybe he doesn't stay in the draft. A lot of it's going to probably depend on the combine. And the nice thing for this player is that you do have that option now where you can actually stay in, go to the combine, kind of gauge interest, and then make your decision. And that is, in this case, Nasir Little. Uh, Nasir Little is the player we're talking about. And again, like I said, some people have him going a little sooner. Tankathon has him going at 14. But he is the small forward out of North Carolina. Six foot six, 220, 
Freshman, 19.1 years of age, 19.4 points, 9.1 rebounds, 1.3 assists, one block, and one steal. Let's see what happens. He might go back to school, but if not, I think he makes a lot of sense here for the Spurs, an organization that just finds a way to dominate the draft. Looking at their team and their uh, multi-year cap situation, they have Patty Mills is the point guard. He is under contract. Derek White's under contract. DeJounte Murray, who will be coming off of a pretty serious injury, he is still under contract. So they're definitely set there. Looking at the shooting guards, you have DeRozan, Bellinelli, Brent Forbes, Lonnie Walker. A lot to like at the shooting guard spot. Small forwards, Rudy Gay is an unrestricted free agent. We shall see what ends up happening with him. Davis Bertans is under contract. The only small forward that's under contract, again, why it makes a lot of sense to go with Nasir Little at this point if he does stay in the draft and he is available not only is this arguably the best player available but also a very good fit power forwards looking at the Spurs you have LaMarcus Aldridge all-star this season Dante Cunningham will be unrestricted maybe they try to resign him Chemezi Matu is also under contract and the only center would be Jakob Pertl one of the players that was involved in the Kawhi Leonard trade earlier in the season Jumping ahead now, we have the number 20 pick. We have the Pacers. And in this case, I have them drafting Tyler Hero. Some people have him going sooner. Tankathon, for example, 15th. Shooting guard out of Kentucky, 6'5", 195, a freshman, 19.2 years of age, 15.5 points, 5 rebounds, 2.7 assists, 0.4 blocks, and 1.2 steals. And I think he is a pretty good value here for the Pacers, a, a team that is going to have uh, an interesting offseason. I think you look at the Victor Oladipo injury, you wonder how he comes back from that. They're going to have some decisions to make this offseason. Let's take a look at their roster again, the Track salary cap breakdown. Starting with point guard, we have Darren Collison and Corey Joseph, both unrestricted free agents. Can I interest you guys in a reunion with Jeff Teague by chance? Uh, Aaron Holiday is under contract, Ed, Edmund Sumner, also under contract for this season coming up. Uh, shooting guards, they just have the one. Victor Oladipo, who also plays a lot of point guards, so he is very ball dominant, which is why a shooting guard would make some sense here, but he is the only one under contract. Tyreek Evans and Wes Matthews, both unrestricted free agents. You have Bogd- Bohan Bogdanovich, who's unrestricted as a small forward. Doug McDermott, however, is still under contract for two more seasons. Looking at the power forward spot, Thaddeus Young is an unrestricted free agent. TJ Leaf and Elise Johnson, both under contract. And as far as centers are concerned, their dominant big men are still ready to go. Both Miles Turner and DeMontis Sabonis under contract. Unrestricted free agent Kyle O'Quinn. I wonder what his story ends up being, if he ends up staying or if he ends up leaving. Moving on to picks 21 and 22, we have the same team. We've already actually gone over their roster, and that is the Celtics. So we're just going to take a look at the players themselves. Uh, first off, we have Goga Bitadze. He ends up going here. He is the center out of Budoknast. Budoknast. I apologize. That is clearly probably wrong. Try my best here. Six foot eleven. He's a center. Two hundred and fifty pounds. Obviously, an international prospect, 19.7 years of age, 17.9 points, 9.5 rebounds, 1.6 assists, 3.8 blocks, and 0.5 steals. And then next one, we have, I know a player that some Wolves fans are very, very high on, uh, abbreviation NAW. That's uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. He's the shooting guard out of Virginia Tech. 
Six foot five, 210 pounds, a sophomore, 20.6 years of age, 17 points, 4.3 rebounds, 4.2 assists, 0.6 blocks, and two steals. So there are a lot of things to like about Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and I think this is very good value if they're able to get him here at 22. And as far as this draft is concerned, again, I don't think they end up keeping all their picks, but let's say they did. This is a good way to go, grabbing some international prospects, grabbing a guy that can help right away in Walker. I like this draft a lot for the Celtics, and if you're a Celtics fan, I think you should too. Uh, moving on to pick number 23, we have one of my favorite players in the draft because he's from here, and that's Tyus Jones' brother, Trey Jones, out of Duke. Point guard, six foot two and a half, 183 pounds, freshman, 19.2 years of age, 9.9 points, four rebounds, 5.6 assists, 0.2 blocks, and two steals. A very, very good defensive player. Definitely has some work to do as far as shooting is concerned. I know Tyus has actually gone and worked with him sometime during this season. So he definitely has things to work on. But at pick number 23, I think the Jazz are a team that would love to have a chance to take Trey Jones here. I think where he's going to end up being in the draft is probably going to vary. I could see a team earlier wanting to take a chance. I could also see a player like him sliding. It's going to be tough to peg where he's actually going to be, but I think this is pretty good value for the Jazz. And I will say that not only is it probably one of the best players available, it is also a player that fits a need. So as we take a look at their multi-year cap situation and what they've got in store for this coming season, we have a point guard. So Ricky Rubio is an unrestricted free agent. And then they have Raul Neto and Dante Exum, a little bit of a mixed bag. I think having another head or another figure in that locker room could definitely help at that position and maybe someone that mixes things up a little bit, especially because I don't think Ricky Rubio is going to stay. Maybe he does, though. I don't know what they're going to do with him. And a lot of it's going to depend on what he demands as far as a contract is concerned. So that'll be something to watch for from Ricky Rubio. I'll tell you right now, I would love to have Ricky Rubio back. But again, with Jeff T still in the fold, that just doesn't probably make a lot of sense. And I, I'd be pretty surprised if something like that happened, as much of a fan as I am of Rubio. Looking at the shooting guards, Kyle Korver still under contract. You have a team option on Donovan Mitchell, which will obviously be picked up. And then Grayson Allen rounds up the list of shooting guards. Small forwards, we have Joe Ingles, Jay Crowder, both under contract. Georges Niang and Royce O'Neal also under contract. Tabo Cephalosha will be an unrestricted free agent. Derek Favors is under contract for one more season. Rudy Gobert is under contract for two more seasons at the center position. Ekpe Udo, an unrestricted. And Tony Bradley, uh, the young center prospect. There's actually a, a team option available for the next two years for him. We'll see what the Jazz end up doing there. Next up in the mock draft, we have the Portland Trailblazers at 24. And I have them taking Cameron Johnson. So Cam Johnson, he is the small forward out of North Carolina, six foot eight, 210 pounds, a senior, 23.1 years of age, 20.3 points, seven rebounds, 2.9 assists, 0.3 blocks, and 1.4 steals. So, <coughs> excuse me, a lot to like about what he brings to the table here at pick number 24. One of the reasons a player like this is still available is definitely age, as the older players definitely lose a little bit of value as far as the draft is concerned. Looking at what the Blazers look like on their roster and their cap, Damian Lillard is under contract. Same with C.J. McCollum. Other shooting guards, Rodney Hood, Seth Curry, both unrestricted free agents. Anthony Simons and Gary Trent Jr. are both under contract as well as they were rookies last season. 
from the small forward position, Mo Harkless and Evan Turner are both making buku bucks under contract still for one more season. Jake Lehman is a restricted free agent. Al Farouk Amino is an unrestricted free agent at the power forward position. And Scal LeBissier does have one more year he is under contract. At the center position, you have Yusuf Nurkic. Get well soon, Yusuf. Obviously, he had that really bad injury recently. Hopefully, he is able to get back to form eventually. Myers Leonard is still under contract. And Zach Collins, uh, the good young center prospect. Enos Cantor is an unrestricted free agent. Moving on to pick number 25, it is the Cavs. We've already gone over their situation, but here they take big man out of the Big Ten, Maryland center Bruno Fernando. I, I like Bruno Fernando. I think earlier on, you know, in the season, there were definitely people that thought he'd be a lottery pick. He has slid quite a bit, but there's still a lot to like about him. He is the center, six foot nine and three quarters. 233 pounds, a sophomore, 20.6 years of age, 16.3 points. How about this number? 12.8 rebounds, 2.4 assists, 2.3 blocks, 0.8 steals. I definitely think this is a player that's going to be able to help out the Cavs, and he's going to be a building block for the future. You add him to Sexton, who they had last year, add him to R.J. Baird, who we had them take earlier, and I think that's a nice set of building blocks for the Cavs to start with. Next up, we have the Sixers, and we have them taking Casey Akpala, small forward out of Stanford. I think that's very good value here. Six foot nine, 215 pounds, a sophomore, 19.9 years of age. Looking at 18.6 points, 6.3 rebounds, 2.2 assists, 0.6 blocks, and 1.1 steals. So a very solid player in his own right for Stanford. Now, Tankathon, for example, has him going 29th. So right around here, we have the Sixers, though, taking him at 26. We have not gone over the Sixers yet, so we will take a look at their situation as far as their offseason, their numbers, and their cap are concerned. So taking a look, as we normally do, with the 76ers first point guard. And point guard... They have Ben Simmons, who's listed as a point guard, and TJ McConnell is an unrestricted free agent. So point guard is actually going to be one position that they might look to do something with. Moving on to shooting guards, you have Jimmy Butler does have a player option, but all signs point to him saying no to that and wanting to sign a longer-term deal, maybe with the Sixers, maybe with someone else. With Jimmy Butler, you just don't know. J.J. Redick and Furkan Korkmaz are also unrestricted free agents, and Zaire Smith, uh, the rookie, is under contract, and plus uh, he actually has a team option for the next two years after that, so he is under contract. Small forwards, Tobias Harris is unrestricted, Jonathan Simmons and Jonah Bolden, as well as James Ennis are all under contract, although Jonah, uh, James Ennis is a player option, so it is up to him. I do think that the Sixers would be smart to do their best to re-sign Tobias and J- Jimmy Butler. A lot of it's going to depend on the salary cap, what they're able to do, though. You have power forward just one, Mike Scott, but he's not under contract. He is an unrestricted free agent. So you have you know a little bit of options here, and you wonder what they'll end up doing. And I think that's why Casey Akpala, is, a lot of it is going to be his value at that position. I, obviously, they have some other small forwards already, but Casey Akpala, I think, is one of the best options, best players available. And when you start to get this to this point in the draft, I'll add there's not a lot of great options as far as power forwards are concerned. And so you don't want to necessarily take a guy too early. You don't want to be like, all right, I'm going to go for need. I think you do need to make sure you're drafting best player available, especially because the Sixers are already a really good team. So makes a lot of sense here. Casey Paul again, 26 to the Sixers. 
Next up, at 27, we have a team we already went over. That is the New Jersey Nets, and I have them taking Matisse Thibble. He's a small forward out of Washington, six foot five, 190 pounds. He's a senior, which is part of the reason why he's still available, 22.1 years of age. 10.5 points, 3.6 rebounds, 2.5 assists, 2.5 blocks, and 4 steals. So let's, let's be honest. Some of the numbers don't just jump off the page. But defensively, this guy's going to be able to make a difference. I mean, look at that. Four steals, 2.5 blocks. I mean, there's some impressive stuff there. Obviously has some offensive things to figure out because you're not that impressed with 10.5 points per 36. That's not jumping off the page. But there's definitely stuff to like, and this is pretty good value here for the Nets. Moving on to the next team, one of the teams that uh, I think is going to have an interesting offseason just given who they need to pick up, and that is the Golden State Warriors here at pick number 28. Let's take a look, actually, before we go off their pick at what they're working with as far as the the roster and cap is concerned. So taking a look at their Spotrack page, their cap breakdown totals, starting with point guard. So obviously Curry's there, Livingston's there, and then Quinn Cook actually is a restricted free agent. We'll see what they do with him. Shooting guards, Clay Thompson is unrestricted. When we did our most recent offseason simulation he went somewhere else although I think I think we're all pretty much in agreement he's probably going to stay Kevin Durant has a player option which understanding is he's not going to take it and he's going to look to get a new deal it'll be interesting where he goes does he maybe leave in our most recent offseason I believe he went to the Lakers which would be I don't know about you but I would love to see that happen just for the news of it all just the spectacle to watch those two play together you have Andre Iguodala Jacob Evans, who they just drafted, and then Kayvon Looney is an unrestricted free agent. Power forwards, you have Draymond Green, one more year under contract. Jonas Jerebko, unrestricted free agent. Uh, he really signed to try to get that championship, so who knows if he would stay. And Alonzo McKinney is still under contract. Centers, you have DeMarcus Cousins, who's unrestricted. Would make a lot of sense, as we talked about earlier, for the Lakers. Damian Jones is under contract. But that's it. Jordan Bell's unrestricted or Jordan Bell's a restricted free agent. I would be shocked if they don't re-sign him. And Andrew Bogut is unrestricted. So that's kind of the breakdown for the Warriors, which leads us to Talon Horton Tucker. That is the player that we have them drafting. Small forward out of Iowa State, six foot four, a little small for my money for a small forward position. Uh, I definitely would want someone a little taller at that at that point. Two hundred thirty three pounds, a freshman, eighteen point four years of age. 15.7 points, 6.4 rebounds, 3.1 assists, 0.9 blocks, and 1.7 steals. So I think that is a player that makes a lot of sense based on the roster that they currently have. Going over that makeup, I go with that. Next, we have the Spurs at 29. We've already gone over their roster. We have them taking Daniel Gafford. He is the center out of Arkansas, 6'11", 234 pounds, sophomore, 20 and a half years old, 21.2 points, 10.9 Rebounds, 0.9 assists, 2.9 block or 2.5 blocks, 1.1 steals, and then we round it out with the Bucks taking one of my favorite players early on in the draft. Now I do need to do more deep diving. This is very early look, but I'm very intrigued by Charles Bassey. Charles Bassey is a player I just something about him really jumps off the page for me. Now this is probably earlier than a lot of people think he's going to go, but I think. It fits a need, and it's close enough to his range where I think it's worth taking a shot on him. He's a center out of Western Kentucky, 
Six foot 11, 220 pounds. He's a freshman, 18.4 years of age, 16.7 points, 11 and 11 and a half rebounds, 0.8 assists, 2.7 blocks, 0.9 steals. I just think that he could make a lot of sense for a Bucks team that could definitely use someone at that position. Or do they? Let's take a look at the Milwaukee Bucks and what their situation is going to be for next season. Starting off with the point guard position, let's see. George Hill and Eric Bledsoe are under contract. Restricted free agents, Mar- Malcolm Brogdon, who I would I would think they would hopefully want to re-sign, but I guess we'll see what happens with that Eric Bledsoe since he's still there and he's under contract for another four years. Tim Frazier is an unrestricted free agent, and Isaiah Kanan is unrestricted as well. Taking a look at what we have for the shooting guards, Tony Snell, Dante DiVincenzo, the rookie, Pat Connaughton, Sterling Brown, all under contract still. Small forwards, Chris Middleton is there. He is going to be, has a player option. It'll be interesting to see if he ends up picking that up. He probably is looking for a pay, a pay bump. Power forwards, Giannis Antetokounmpo. He is under contract, of course, and he's not going anywhere. Miritich is unrestricted. Ursan Ilyasova and DJ Wilson are both under contract. And then centers, they got Bupkis. Both Brooke Lopez and Pau Gasol are unrestricted free agents. So it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening with that. I don't know which direction they go. I think Charles Bassey makes a lot of sense for this team, and hopefully he can grow as the team continues to grow around Giannis Antetokounmpo. All right, so we are that is that does it for the first round mock draft. Mock draft 1.0, the pre-lottery edition. Again, you're listening to the Howl. This is Dash Radio's Nothing in that channel. I'll quickly go over the 1 through 30 again. We have the Knicks taking Zion, Phoenix taking John Morant, Cavs RJ Barrett, Bulls Darius Garland, Hawks Jarrett Culver, Hawks again DeAndre Hunter, Memphis Cam Reddish, the Wizards Brandon Clark, the Pelicans, Jackson Hayes, Timberwolves, Kobe White, Lakers, Romeo Langford, Hornets, Bull Bull, Celtics, Sekou Dumbuya, Magic, Kevin Porter Jr., Heat, PJ Washington, Knicks, or sorry, Nets, Rue Hachimura, Pistons, Keldon Johnson, Thunder, Grant Williams, Spurs, Nasir Little, Pacers, Tyler Hero, Celtics, Goga Bitadze, Celtics, Nikhil, Alexander Walker, Jazz, Trey Jones, Blazers, Cameron Johnson, Cavs, Bruno Fernando, Sixers, KZ Akpala, Nets, Matisse Thibble, Warriors, Talon, Horton Tucker, Spurs, Daniel Gafford, and we rounded out the Bucks taking Charles Bassey. So now to really kind of solidify, it's almost a mock offseason number two, kind of similar to what we did before, but I actually took the mock draft and made it reality so picks 1 to 30 went exactly as the mock draft went here in this 2K simulation we're about to start up now. So let's take a look at the actual Timberwolves roster. We did the full offseason. And in fact, we'll actually go through the different, um, what each team did in the offseason. I think that's actually a better way to do things. We can kind of take a look and say, all right, these are the different things that, you know, whether it's the Wolves, whether it's whoever, we can actually go over the different different teams and what each team was able to do as far as transactions. Uh, and w- this will be brief because we want to just really jump into the actual simulation. But so the 76ers, looking at their offseason, they were pretty busy. Uh, they were really, uh, wow. In fact, they were like crazy busy. So let's take a look here. Uh, they signed Clay Thompson, 
Julius Randle, Sean Livingston, Frank Kaminsky, Garrett Temple, James Ennis, Isaiah Taylor, Dante Dante Grantham, Zach Norvell Jr., Patrick Beverly, and Dragon Bender. Holy crap. That's an offseason. That's a lot to really go over. Uh, taking a look at the Bucks, they re-signed Malcolm Brogdon. They signed Isaiah Thomas, Amir Johnson, Jamichael Green, Jacob Wiley, Eric Griffin, Kira Lewis Jr., and Nikola Miritic. The Bulls, we'll look at them. Darren Collison they signed. They signed Markeith Morris, Yakuba Oatura, Isaiah Hicks, Jalen Horde, and J.J. Redick. Cavaliers definitely did not do as much. We have they they signed re-signed Marquise Chris, signed Luke Mamute, they signed Gary Payton II and Marshall Plumley. So kind of some weird kind of blah deals there, I would say actually. We have the Celtics. They waived Semi Ojale. They re-signed Kyrie Irving. They re-signed Scary Terry. They signed Rajon Rondo. We've actually seen that happen a number of times now in these Sims. They signed Marcus Thornton. And Kobe Simmons. I don't know what they need four point guards for. Well, whatever. Uh, you guys do you, I guess, Celtics. The Clippers. Let's take a look. Wow, a lot of action here. Clippers signed Admiral Schofield, Derek Rose, Ed Davis, Jonathan Motley, Nerlens Noel, Jeff Green, Jonathan Gibson, Xavier Mumford, Ashton Haggins, and Brooke Lopez. So they really, really signed a lot of, a lot of players. Quite the change to their roster coming. Grizzlies, same deal. They uh, re-signed Jonas Valanciunas. They signed Terrence Ross. They re-signed Joe Kim Noah. They signed Brad Wanamaker, LeBrian Nash, Bonzi Colson, Stanley Johnson. They actually fired their head coach, J.B. Bickerstaff, surprisingly, and they signed head coach Jacob Underwood. Atlanta Hawks, Kadeem Allen was signed, Enos Cantor, Alfred Payton, Duncan Robinson, Travis Ware, Georges Papayanis, and they fired head coach Lloyd Pierce, and they signed head coach Oliver Gordon. So uh, an interesting direction that they chose to go as far as the offseason is concerned. The Heat, they signed J.R. Smith, Jose Calderon, Vince Hunter, Richard Solomon, Rodney Magruder, and Kelly Oubre Jr. The Charlotte Hornets, they re-signed Kemba Walker five years, $176 million, so not bad for him. Jeremy Lamb was re-signed, three years, $37 million. Hornets signed Tim Quarterman, Julian Washburn, and they actually made a trade, and that was a trade with us. We, The Wolves actually traded Jeff Teague to them for Bismarck Biombo in a second. I actually think this is a pretty good deal for both teams. You get a nice veteran point guard that can kind of help spell Kemba Walker a little bit. Maybe just given the kind of... The way that, I guess, Kemba Walker plays, maybe you could even play them together a little bit. It'd be interesting. And they get rid of Bismarck Biombo, a, player, a guy that's not even playing, but he's got that, that player option he's going to pick up. And maybe Bismarck gets a few minutes with the Wolves. Maybe he can help out on the defensive end. I think you have some options there. And you can get that second-round pick. I actually don't think, as far as trades are concerned, that this is really that unrealistic. Both teams could really benefit here. It's a, 22, it's a 2022 second-round pick as well. So it's got some time before it would even come through. The Jazz we look at next. Uh, Tobias Harris they signed. Wow. So this actually means that you'd actually have Tobias Harris and Bobon would actually be splitting up, which I know those two do not want to happen because they're, they're best friends. So the Jazz signed Tobias Harris, Pau Gasol, Gerald Green, Wayne Ellington, Nigel Hayes, 
Nicholas Brusino and Kavon Moore. So a lot of a lot of action here in the offseason. We go to the Kings. They re-sign Willie Cauley-Stein. They sign Reggie Bullock. They sign TJ McConnell, Rodney Hood, Murray Howell, Brandon Williams, and then they re-sign Harrison Barnes to a three-year, just under $50 million deal. Looking at the Knicks, here you go, lots of action. They re-sign DeAndre Jordan, which makes sense. They then sign Chris Middleton, which that's not the first time we've seen that happen. They then signed Derek Favors, Joel Bolenboy, Marcus Page, uh, former Timberwolf uh, in the Summer League, Marcus Page, Carmelo Anthony. I, what? They re-signed Carmelo Anthony. Sure, whatever. They signed Killian Tilly, which I'm a big fan of Killian Tilly. Watch out for him in the second round if he does stay in the draft. That's a, definitely a name to watch for. Uh, Nas Reed, Henry Ellenson they re-signed, and then Ivica Zubats. So some interesting, some interesting deals for the Knicks. They could be a team to watch out for if that was what ended up happening. Nikola Vucevic, now we go to the Magic, by the way. They re-signed Vucevic, five years, $155 million. They signed J.J. Barea, Chasen Randall, Sheldon Mack, Emil Jefferson, who I believe is, I believe he's there now. He's one of their two-way players. Troy Capane and Jarrell Martin signed. They signed Kem Birch, Jerry and Grant, Troy. Oh, actually, then they ended up waiving both Troy Capane and Jerry and Grant. So they must have been just uh, summer league invites. And then they re-signed Evan Fournier to a two-year, $20 million deal. Moving on to the Dallas Mavericks. Looks like they had a lot of stuff that they did in the offseason. Uh, a lot of trades they made. We're not going to go over all the trades, but a ton of trades for picks, just involving picks. But here we go. So they signed Kristaps to a four-year, $109 million deal. They signed Emmanuel Moutier to three years, $48 million. Uh, Daniel Theus, Trevor Booker, Alec Burks, Jordan Lloyd, Kyle Collinsworth, Darius Basley, Quentin Grimes, Chike Diallo, and then they actually fire Rick Carlisle for some reason, and they bring on Logan Schmidt as the head coach. Next, we have the Brooklyn Nets. They uh, Let's see what they did as far as off-seasons are concerned. They signed Alan Williams. They signed, wow, D'Angelo Russell. Oh, no, never mind. Sorry, the Nets, yes. D'Angelo Russell, four years, $109 million. Nets signed JaVale McGee. Contavious Caldwell Pope, Malcolm Delaney, Alec Peters, and a signing I really like is they signed uh, small forward Lewis King. I really, really, really like him as a prospect, and he's a guy I would love to see the Wolves possibly target in that second round. Denver Nuggets, they waived Tyler Lydon. They re-signed Paul Millsap. They signed Ethan Happ. They signed Darius Bertans. Bertans, sorry. They signed shooting guard Justin Bibbs center Thomas Welsh, and actually the Nuggets end up signing Ricky Rubio to a one-year deal. Looking at the Indiana Pacers, Pacers, wow, they signed Jimmy Butler. So he joins the fold. They signed Emmett Williams, Jordan Bone, Tony Allen, Chris Boucher, Carson Edwards, and Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. Honestly, there's a lot to like there. There's definitely some things that they did that, I think about that. Now you're talking about Jimmy Butler. You're talking about Victor Oladipo. Man, there's some things to like. I would really like to watch that Pacers team. I'm not a Jimmy Butler fan, but just in terms of what it brings to the table, that'd be a good team. As far as the Pelicans next on our list, Kai Bowman they sign. They sign Marcus McDuffie, Alex Poitrice, Shaquille Harrison, Nick Young, C.J. Williams, Brandon Paul, Tyus Battle, Isaac Humphreys. A lot of kind of blah moves, but I feel like they're just taking some chances with maybe some young pieces that maybe could pan out. But... Overall, nothing that necessarily jumps off the page. You look at the Pistons. They sign Dedrick Lawson. They re-sign Isaiah Whitehead. 
They sign Corey Brewer. Pistons sign Naz Mitchell Long. Pistons also sign Devon, Akun Purcell, and Joffrey Laverne. So not much going on there. We move to the Raptors, do a ton of work in the offseason. They re-sign Kawhi Leonard, so he does not leave for L.A. They re-sign Danny Green. They sign uh, Wesley Matthews, Anthony Tolliver, Ryan Brokoff, Kalen Lucas, Jerry and Grant, Al Jefferson, and Jonathan Simmons. So they were very busy, really put some nice pieces around what they've got. They were able to re-sign Kawhi Leonard, and I think a lot of the guys they actually brought in make a lot of sense. Houston Rockets are next. They re-sign Austin Rivers. The Rockets sign Joey Baker, Luol Deng. They re-sign Kenneth Freed and Daniel House. They sign Mike Scott. They sign Gian Clavel and Tyson Chandler. So an interesting offseason for them. But I think given the pieces they already have, it makes a lot of sense. Taking a look at the San Antonio Spurs, they re-sign Rudy Gay. They sign Taj Gibson, James Nunnally, Scott Machado. And then they do re-sign DeMar DeRozan to a three-year $83 million deal. Spurs are doing some stuff. Uh, top that with the draft that they had. They obviously picked up Daniel Gafford. I think I like it. Oh, and Nasir Little. So you add all that together, I think they've got a pretty good squad. Plus, you still got Greg Popovich. I mean, there's a lot to like there. We look at the Phoenix Suns and what they bring to the table. So the Suns, they sign Marcus Morris. Simisola Shalou. Rashawn Holmes, they do re-sign. Jalen Jones, they sign Eric McCree. They sign Justin Patton. Bohan Bogdanovich, and actually they fire head coach Igor Kokoskov, and they hire a 2K coach that really is good in this game, by the way, is Michael Stauffer. Next, we have the Thunder, so we're getting close to the Wolves. You can see what we did. Oklahoma City Thunder, Tyreek Evans are signed. They sign Andrew Bogut, Charles Cook, actually former Wolf Summer League player Charles Cook, uh, Antonius Cleveland, and then they also signed Costa Kufis. So then we do, now here it is. It's the Timberwolves. Let's take a look at what we do here. So Timberwolves, we signed Tyler Davis, one of our favorite young prospects that gets really good in this game, to a four-year deal. We signed Brandon Slater and Keenan Evans to two-way contracts. Tyus Jones is signed to a four-year deal. Jared Terrell to a four-year deal. We were able to sign Cam Reynolds as well to a four-year deal. And we signed these guys to four-year deals because then you get their bird rights. And we also got them for pretty cheap. So Cam Reynolds, four years, $8 million. It's only $2 million a season. You talk about Jared Terrell, four years, fifteen. So just uh, four, about $4 million a season. I really like Jared Terrell, and I want to see what he kind of brings to the table. And Tyus Jones, by the way, four years, $36 million. Very, very affordable at $9 million a year. Moving on to the Trailblazers, Jake Lehman was signed, or re-signed. They re-signed Al Aminu. They signed Jonas Jarebko, Milos Teodosic, and Gary Clark. Warriors, very, very busy. They re-signed small forward Kevin Durant. Five years, $190 million. They signed Nick Ward to a two-year, $10 million deal. He's the center out of Michigan State. They signed Jeff Withey, Dang Adele. They re-signed Quinn Cook. They signed D.J. Stevens. They signed Jordan Bell, which they got him locked up for a year. Kyle Quinn and then Jabari Parker, uh, a one-year, $11 million deal. They also got Brandon Wright, and they rounded out with Thaddeus Young. Some of these contracts and how little they were, it sure appears that we got some guys that are definitely trying to chase rings. And then we rounded out here with the Washington Wizards. They re-signed Dwight Howard. Yuck. Four years, $92 million. Wizards going to wizard, I guess. Bobby Portis, three years, $43 million. They got Seth Curry. 
Jordan McRae, Alfonso McKinney, Luke Babbitt. So definitely, they definitely wanted to make sure that they addressed good three-point shooting. They got Mindagas Kuzminkas. Cam Reynolds was a guy they actually initially signed. Uh, they actually signed him away from us, and then uh, they ended up moving on from him, and we were able to pick him up. Thomas Bryant, they signed him. Thomas Sadoransky resigns, and then they actually end up picking up Troy Daniels, and that's actually who they, why they dropped Cam Reynolds. So an interesting offseason to say the least. Taking a look at the power rankings, as we are, tend to do, and we'll see where the Wolves rank. So based on all our moves, Wolves are ranked 10th, according to NBA.com. 2K Sports, they have us listed at 29th, and we are 4th. Uh, according to Mark Spears. And that's what that's going to do it here. We're going to start the simulation, come back at you at the All-Star break, and we'll see how the league looks with these uh, moves that we've seen in the offseason and how the Timberwolves are able to do. This is the Nothing But Net channel on Dash Radio, and you are listening to The Howl, our 2K All Day segment, and our mock offseason number two. All right, so our Timberwolves have had a fantastic season so far. We are sitting at 33-18. and 18. I mean, that's... That's pretty, pretty dang good. Let's take a look at how things have changed as far as the power rankings are concerned. We are third on NBA.com, so that ain't bad. We are sixth according to 2K Sports, and we are second according to Mark Spears. So the team is looking really good. Hopefully we can keep this up. We are second in the Western Conference. Nothing wrong with that. We are first in our division. Things are looking really, really good as far as the Wolves. this Wolves team is concerned. Taking a look at players that uh, maybe want to sign extensions. Looks like Gorgie Jang is the only player that wants to sign an extension. But sorry, Gorgie, we're good. Funny thing, Bismarck Biombo, one of the guys we ended up trading for, he's actually undecided. Really? You're undecided? One of the best teams in the league. And you're like, I don't know if I want to stay. Good luck with that, man. We don't need you. And at this point, I don't think there's any reason to rock the boat. We are going to just keep things as they are. I am curious about the game plan. Let's take a look and see what our coach has things doing here. So, and actually, we actually were able to, so it's Ryan Saunders is our coach. Let's take a look at uh, what he kind of feels is uh, the best direction for us. So it's Kobe White, Josh Akogi, Robert Covington, Darrow Saric, and Carl Towns are starting. So actually, uh, for all those Wiggins haters, Wiggins is actually a super sixth man. Andrew Wiggins is on fire right now currently too, by the way. And then you have Gorgie Jang, Bismarck Biombo, both getting pretty major minutes, which is crazy since they're both centers. You have uh, Tyus Jones, and actually I forgot to mention this, but in the second round, we actually ended up grabbing Jonte Porter. Now, I don't know for sure if he's going to be in the draft or not. For anyone that's not aware, he did tear his ACL a second time. Same one, came back too early against doctor's orders actually. So, and he knows he made the mistake. He's come out and said, you know, he screwed up quite a bit. And I get it. So he made the mistake. You move on. And I, I have to wonder if he makes the decision to come out uh, and hopefully take the chance that someone takes a chance on him and he's able to, you know, use that the pro staff to continue to rehab. Because I think if you can get him in the second round, 
That's a top-tier talent. And if you can get it so that he comes back from injury and he comes back solid and he's able to uh, play basketball again, man, I think watch out for him. And he could be a really nice player to pick up in that second round if you want to take that chance. And you could do a lot worse if you're the Wolves. On top of that, we have one of the better medical medical staffs, medical facilities in the NBA. And so I think it would make I think it'd be worth the chance that we take and, and try that route. So here we go. Uh, rest of the season, we're not going to make any trades because we are at 93% chemistry, which is that's championship chemistry. That's really, really good chemistry. Anything in that like mid 90s range, you tend to be a team that is to be reckoned with. So it's not bad. Here we go. Second half of the season, here we come. We are 33 and 20, so we start off the second half of the season a little slow. We will actually, uh, why don't we just do this? We'll simulate through the rest of the season. We will come back at you at the end of the season, go over superlatives, and see how everything shook out for the rookies and for the league. So here we go. It is the superlative time, end of the season. Wolves finished 89% chemistry, 49 and 33. Not as good as I was hoping, but still really, really solid. Only I only say not as good as I was hoping because I was expecting we'd have a stronger second half of the season than we did, given how good we were early on. But so superlatives, MVP is James Harden. Zion Williamson is your rookie of the year. No shock there. Sixth man of the year, Dennis Schroeder. Defensive player of the year is Giannis. Most improved is Markel Fultz. Coach of the year is Mike D'Antoni. Let's take a look at all NBA teams. And unfortunately, Towns does not make the list. I was hopeful that he would. And we move on to, let's see, all defensive teams. No one makes that list either. All rookie and Kobe White, all rookie second team. Let's take a look at some of these other players. So, obviously, Zion was all-rookie first team for the Knicks. R.J. Barrett made it for the Cavs. John Morant made it for the Suns. Trey Jones, all-rookie first team for the Utah Jazz. Bull Bull makes it for the Hornets. All-rookie second team, Kobe White, obviously. Keldon Johnson makes it for the Pistons. Kai Bowman for the Pelicans. Brandon Clark for the Wizards. And DeAndre Hunter for the Hawks. So here we are in the playoffs. We are the two seed taking on the number seven seed Utah Jazz. So it is Tyus Jones versus Trey Jones. Here we go. First game, oh, unfortunately, goes to the Jazz in a surprise. Game number two does go to the Wolves, though. Let's take a look at that box score. And you see Andrew Wiggins was on fire. 27 points, seven rebounds, five assists to get that job done. Moving on, game number three to Utah we go. Wolves do take a 2-1 lead. Going to game number four. Can they pull it off? No, it is a 2-2 tie as we go back to Minnesota. Game number five, Minnesota wins it. And here it is. Can we move on or is it going to game seven? We move on. Nice. We are taking on in the next round, we are taking on the three-seed Phoenix Suns. But let's take a look at how that last game went for us. We had another good game from Wiggins. 16 points, three rebounds, three assists, two steals, and a block. Carl Towns, just 16 points, uh, but also 11 rebounds, an assist, and a steal. So not too shabby there. Uh, wow, Kobe White, how about this? 15 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists, 3 steals, and 2 blocks. Woo! That man is getting the job done. Clearly the bright pick. Here we are, round number 2, and we go game number 1 against the Suns as we take game number 1. Game two, still in Minnesota. Wolves take it two games to zero. Moving on to Phoenix, and Phoenix does take the first game, taking place in the land of the sun. 3-1, though, as the Wolves take game two in Phoenix. Taking a look at that box score, 
Who is the one getting the job done? How about Kobe White? 12 points, 5 boards, 8 assists. Really, really shining. You also get good games from Andrew Wiggins. Eight Leads the team, actually, with 8 rebounds. Nice to see. Jonte Porter putting up fantastic numbers. There's just a lot of players to like right now as the Wolves take a nice lead. Can they take it and go to the Western Conference Finals? And they can. It is us. We are moving on to the Western Conference Finals. We are taking on the four seed, the Portland Trailblazers. FYI, and this has happened in the past, the Warriors did miss the playoffs. So here we go. Western Conference Finals. We are the two seed taking on the four seed Trailblazers. Game number one goes to us. Game number two, still in Minnesota, does go to the Trailblazers, unfortunately. Game number three, here we are in Portland, and Portland takes it. Not looking good for our Timberwolves. They do even it up, though. Two games apiece as we head back to Minnesota for game number five. Wolves take game five, and here we go. Can we make it to the championship? We do not. We lose that game. Game seven. Game seven, here we come. Predictions, people. I want to see. I want to say we do it, but it's going to be tough. Game seven in Minnesota. Do we get it done? Championship bound are the Timberwolves. Here we go. Timberwolves taking on the 76ers for all the marbles. Game number one goes to the 76ers. They got a good squad. Game two goes to the 76ers as well. Game three goes to Minnesota. I believe we are the home team now. Game four taking place in Minnesota. Two games to do as the Wolves bring it right back. It is now even. Can we take the series lead? And we do. Three games to two. Wolves are up. Can we get ourselves a championship? And that's it, folks. That's all she wrote. Your champions for the 2019-2020 season are the Minnesota Timberwolves. Carl Towns is your MVP. Fantastic series for him. Kobe White, Jonte Porter getting the job done. This is absolutely incredible. I love what we were able to do here. That's the answer right there, guys. Kobe White, Jonte Porter, let's bring a championship to Minnesota. You heard it here first on The Howl. Remember, you've been listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel, and we are The Howl. This has been our, I guess you could say, mock, mock offseason part two, which is included with our mock draft number one, 1 1.0, pre-lottery edition, and we now know the secret to a Timberwolves championship. That's going to do it for this episode, but until next time, let me get a howl. Introducing the Roadcaster Pro Podcast Production Studio. The Roadcaster Pro is a true world-first all-in-one console solution for podcasters of all levels, featuring four microphone channels, Bluetooth, USB, and TRRS inputs, eight color-coded sound effect pads, four high-power headphone outputs, and more. The Roadcaster Pro is professional podcasting made easy. Available in stores this December. Visit www.road.com for more information. Once again, that's www.rode.com.